Well, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Welcome to another edition of God Honest Truth Livestream. We are God Honest Truth Ministry, and we are a Messianic ministry based out of Western North Carolina. You can find out more about us by going to www.godhonesttruth.com. There you can find information about the ministry, ways to contact us, social media links, resources to help you in your Hebrew learning, your walk in the faith, audio Bibles, and so much more. But go check it out today at www.godhonesttruth.com. And if ever you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to say hi, the best way to contact us is through email at team at godhonesttruth.com. Now, has anyone ever told you before in your life that you weren't saved because you didn't believe exactly the way they believed? But what is salvation anyways? Well, that's the question we're going to be answering tonight. We're going to be getting into some scripture, some misconceptions about salvation, what salvation is not. So definitely stay tuned for tonight's drosh. But before we get to tonight's teaching, we're of course going to be doing the liturgy, the Torah portion, Haftorah portion, and the Brit Hadashad portion as well. So with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive right into our liturgy. Kohod balevav hanimam nefesh yehudi omiyam ufateh misrak kadimam ayin lezion sofiyam on lo avda. Tikva tehenu, ha-tikva bashnot al-pahim, lahiyotam kovshi, vehartehenu, eretz ziyon verushalayim, lahiyotam kovshi, vehartehenu, eretz Shema Yisrael, Yahweh Eloheinu, Yahweh Echad. Baruch Shem Kivod Malhuto Leholam Vayed. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be his name, whose glorious kingdom is for eternity. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And have these words which I command you this day be upon your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children, and speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand, and let them be frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorpost of your house, and upon your gates."
So in the way of announcements this week, we don't have anything special just for this week, but like always, we're going to be giving you the list of upcoming episodes for about the next two months or so. Like we said tonight, Strosh is going to be all about what is salvation, answering that question for you. Also going into what salvation isn't, so definitely stay tuned for tonight's teaching. Next week, we're going to be getting into another scriptural dossier, and that's going to be on the life and person of Gideon. So definitely stay tuned for that to learn more about the person Gideon from the Bible. And stay tuned each and every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for each of the upcoming droshes and episodes that are coming up throughout the next two months or so. And as always, here is your list of uh, upcoming feast days or Moedim for the next year, all the way up through Hanukkah of next year. And of course, our next upcoming feast day is going to be Purim, and that's going to be starting on March 6th at sunset and running through March 7th at sunset. And as always, we'll be doing a drosh on Purim about two weeks before that. So if you'd like to learn more about the feast day, then tune in two weeks before that to learn more about Purim. What started Purim, what it's about, how to celebrate it, the food, customs, symbols, all that good stuff. And as always, if you have any prayer requests or announcements, please be sure to have those in to us by Thursday evening at the latest, because we do go live on Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So, with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get back to our liturgy. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, who has given us the way of salvation in Messiah Yeshua. He walked among us, filled with your Spirit. The only one who ever perfectly fulfilled your Torah. He healed the sick and raised the dead. The multitudes of our people sought his touch. He taught as no man taught. With authority he brought forth the treasures of the Torah. How the children sought him. The lepers he touched and made clean. How the despised and outcast found love and release from their sin. How the hypocrites feared him, whose words uncovered their sin. Despised and rejected, acquainted with grief, he bore the sins of Israel. All we, like sheep, have gone astray, turned every one to his own way. Our iniquities were laid upon the king, the sins of the world, his burden to bear. He rose from the dead and opened the way to life everlasting. Praise his name. We are in him. His spirit empowers. New life is ours with joy and peace. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, who has given us Messiah our King. For the sake of our Master Yeshua, in his merit and virtues, may the sayings of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be favorable before you, O Lord, my Rock and my Redeemer. Amen. Avinu Shabashamayim Yikadesh Shimcha Tavo Mehutecha Yasa Retsonecha Baaret Kaasher Naasa Vashemayim Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let thy kingdom come, let thy will be done, as on earth, so as in heaven. Tin Lanu Hayom, Achim Hukenu. Usalach lanu 
erashmatenu ka asher. So lechem anachnu la asher ashmulanu. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Ve'al tevienu lide masa, ki im hatzilenu min hara. Ki laha, hamam laha, v'hagavora, v'hatiparet, le'olameh, olamim. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. None can compare to you, O Lord, and nothing compares to your creation. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your mercy endures throughout all generations. The Lord is King. The Lord was King. The Lord shall be King throughout all time. May the Lord grant His people mercy. May the Lord bless His people with peace. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt Him together. And it came to pass, whenever the ark went forth, Moses would say, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. May those who hate you flee from before you. For from Zion shall go forth the Torah, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Blessed be he who in holiness gave the Torah to his people Israel. All right, and tonight's Torah portion is going to be Exodus chapter 30, verses 1 through 10. And like always, we'll give you just a moment to find that in your preferred translation at home if you would like to read along with us. Exodus chapter 30, verses 1 through 10. And you shall make a slaughter place to burn incense on. Make it of acacia wood, a cubit long and a cubit wide. It is a square, and two cubits high, its horns are the same. And you shall overlay its top and its sides all around and its horns with clean gold. And you shall make for it a molding of gold all around. And make two rings of gold for it under the molding on both its sides. Make them on its two sides, and they shall be holders for the poles to lift it with. And you shall make the poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with gold. And you shall put it before the veil that is before the ark of the witness, before the lid of atonement that is over the witness where I am to meet with you. And Aaron shall burn on it sweet incense morning by morning. As he tends the lamps, he shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamps between the evenings, he shall burn incense on it, a continual incense before Yahweh throughout your generations. Do not offer strange incense on it, or an ascending offering, or a grain offering, and do not pour a drink offering on it. And Aaron shall make atonement upon its horns once a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonement. Once a year he makes atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most set apart to Yahweh. Baruch Yahweh Eloheinu Melech HaOlam 
Asher Natan Lanu Torah Temet, Bechaye Olam Betukenu, Barukata Yahweh, Noten Ha Torah. Amen. This is the Torah which Moses placed before the children of Israel. It is in accord with the Lord's command by the hand of Moses. It is a tree of life to those who take hold of it, and those who support it are praiseworthy. Its ways are ways of pleasantness, and all its paths are peace. Bring us back, Lord, to you, and we shall come. Renew our days as of old. Et ha'im hi, lama ha'zim kimba, ve'tomehe ha'meushar. Deraheha darhe noam, behonativoteha shalom. Hashivenu adonai, elehavena shuva. Hadesh, hadesh amenu. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has chosen faithful prophets to speak words of truth. Amen. All right, and tonight's Haftorah portion is going to be Malachi chapter 1, verse 11, through chapter 2, verse 7. And again, we'll give you just a moment to find that in your preferred translation at home. them because you do not take it to heart. See, I shall rebuke your seed and scatter dung before your faces, the dung of your festivals, and you shall be taken away with it. And you shall know that I have sent this command to you, as being my covenant with Levi, said Yahweh of hosts. My covenant with him was life and peace, and I gave them to him to fear, 
and he feared me and stood in awe of my name. The Torah of truth was in his mouth, and upright uprighteousness was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and straightness, and turned many away from crookedness. For the lips of a priest should guard knowledge, and they seek the Torah from his mouth. For he is the messenger of Yahweh of hosts. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us the living word in Messiah Yeshua. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the renewed covenant. Amen. Right, and tonight's Brit Hadashah portion is going to be Revelation chapter 8, verses 1 through 5. And one more time, we'll give you just a moment to find that in your preferred translation at home. Revelation chapter 8, verses 1 through 5. And when he opened the seventh seal, there came to be silence in the heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven messengers who stand before Elohim, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another messenger came and stood at the slaughter place, holding a golden censer. And much incense was given to him, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the set-apart ones upon the golden slaughter place which was before the throne. <clears throat> and the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the set-apart ones went up before Elohim from the hand of the messenger. And the messenger took the censer and filled it with fire from the slaughter place and threw it to the earth. And there were noises and thunders and lightnings and an earthquake. Barukata Yahweh Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Natan Lanu HaDavar HaEmet Mechaye Olam Betukenu Barukata Yahweh Noten Habrit Chadasha Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who gave to us the word of truth and planted life everlasting in our midst. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the renewed covenant. Amen. <clears throat> so in just a moment we'll be getting to tonight's drosh on what is salvation but before we do that go down below and see if you can define what is salvation for yourself i mean without looking it up just in your own words can you define what is salvation while you're down there leaving that comment also make sure to hit that like button and also hit the subscribe button and ring the bell. That way you're notified every time that we go live or upload a new on-demand video. And while you're down there also, be sure to hit that share button and share it around with your friends, family, colleagues, or who have you. Odds are, if you're watching this right now, someone you know would also enjoy this type of content. So go ahead and hit that share button and share it around. Now, for those of you who also don't know, <clears throat> We live stream to multiple platforms every week. And we live stream to YouTube, Twitch, and Odyssey. So if you don't like one or if one's giving you some trouble, you can always go catch us on another one. But the best place to watch it 
is from our website, GodHonestTruth.com. There you can go and click right on the post for tonight's drosh. And not only can you get the live video, but you can also get these slides for tonight's drosh and go through each slide on your own at your own pace. Especially helpful for those of you who are like me who like to take notes. If you don't want to do that either, you can also click on the live stream button at the top with the menu and it'll take you to a page where it has all three platforms on there that you can choose from. You can watch through YouTube, you can watch through Odyssey, or you can watch through Twitch right there on that one page. So it makes it real easy. That way you don't have to go through a search engine or search through multiple channels on a specific platform. Just GodHonestTruth.com. Click on live stream. It's that simple. Well, well, someone didn't do their job. There we go. All right, so like I said, tonight's drosh is going to be all about what is salvation. What salvation is, what it isn't, some misconceptions about it. And like always, lots and lots of scripture, so make sure to have your notes ready and your pen handy. Now, when we ask the question, what is salvation? We can get nerdy about it and go directly to definitions like this. From both Merriam-Webster and Dictionary.com, they have it as deliverance, preservation, or preservation, sorry, uh, being saved, etc., etc. But they've also got the theological definition that we're going to be exploring tonight. That being preservation, I'm sorry, deliverance from the power and effects of sin, or deliverance from the power and penalty of sin, redemption. Right? That's kind of what we think of it as. And getting into the weeds of it a little bit more, the word salvation in Hebrew comes from the word Yeshua. Ring a bell? Yeah. Exactly like the name of our Messiah. The Hebrew word for salvation is Yeshua. Very, very interesting. <clears throat> because Yeshua is salvation. More on that to come. But this is defined by Strong's, Brown Driver Briggs, and Justinius as deliverance, salvation, victory, redemption, prosperity. can be translated in multiple ways depending on the context when you go back to the Hebrew manuscripts. It all depends on what's going on at the time. For instance, when the people were led out of Egypt, they were saved or they had salvation from Egypt in that context. But in the general sense, when we talk about salvation, we're meaning salvation from our sins through Yeshua. But like I said, it can be, this word in Hebrew can be described or translated in multiple ways, and it is. Now we move into the Greek we get to the word soteria, okay? Don't know any people named soteria, but that's the word in Greek. And it pretty much means the same thing as the Hebrew word Yeshua. Deliverance, salvation, safety, redemption. You get the picture, right? And again, it can be translated in a multitude of ways, and it is. Generally, more well-defined scope within the Greek part of it. But 
When you get into the Greek part of it, the Greek word soteria means either a state of being saved or a process of being saved. Depending on which language you go to or which language you're trying to translate into, one or other has to be... You have to pick one or the other, either the state or the process. However, in Greek, it can mean both. However, when we want to define what is salvation, looking for true salvation from our sins, what is that? We don't want to go to dictionaries. We don't want to go to lexicons or concordances. We want to go straight to the source, straight to Scripture. And we find out how to get saved and what salvation is directly from Scripture. And we can find that in Romans 10, especially verse 9. But we're going to look at 8 through 11 here. Romans 10, 8 through 11. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of belief which we are proclaiming, that if you confess with your mouth the Master Yeshua and believe in your heart that Elohim has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. Excuse me. Because the scripture says, whoever puts his trust in him shall not be put to shame. Now the same idea, the same way of salvation is expressed elsewhere in Scripture as well. Acts 16, 30-31. This is, um, I'm sorry, the Apostle Paul talking to the Philippian jailer, and he says, And having led them outside, he said, Masters, what do I have to do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Master Yeshua Messiah, and you shall be saved, you and your household. So confess that Yeshua is Messiah, and believe in your heart that Yahweh raised him on the third day, and you shall be saved. That is salvation. Straight to the point of tonight's question. Confess with your mouth the Master Yeshua, and believe in your heart that Yahweh raised him again on the third day, and you shall be saved. But why did he do this? Why did all this come about? Well, it's because Yahweh loved us so much. That famous verse, John 3.16, For Elohim so loved the world that he gave his only brought forth son, so that everyone who believes in him should not perish, but possess everlasting life. And the only way to have everlasting life, to live forever, to survive the wrath to come, is through salvation in Yeshua. And again, about Yahweh's love, Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. But Elohim, who is rich in compassion, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Messiah. By favor, you have been saved. Again, because Yahweh loved us. Now, so far, we've looked at what it could be termed the present state of salvation. But there's also salvation in a future sense as well. For instance, we look at Romans 5, 8 through 11. But Elohim proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Messiah died for us. Much more than having now been declared right by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Speaking of the wrath to come in the end times. 
But if, being enemies, we were restored to favor with Elohim through the death of his son, much more, having been restored to favor, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exult in Elohim through our master Yeshua Messiah, through whom we have now received the restoration to favor. So we have salvation now, but we'll have salvation in the future as well. Salvation from the wrath to come. And what is the wrath to come? The punishment of the lake of fire. The second death. The wrath to come. Now again, <clears throat> Matthew 10, 22. And you shall be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who shall have endured to the end shall be saved. Again, talking about salvation in a future sense. Romans 9, I'm sorry, Hebrews 9, 28. So also the Messiah, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, shall appear a second time apart from sin to those waiting for him unto deliverance. Again, talking about a future time. So salvation not only has a present tense, a present sense, but also a future sense as well. We are saved when we come to Yeshua, and we will be saved in the end times from the wrath to come. So we went over what salvation is. That if we confess with our mouth the Master Yeshua and believe in our hearts that Yahweh has raised him from the dead on the third day, then we shall be saved. And we also went over how salvation is not only a present tense, but also in a future sense as well. But now let's go ahead and transition into what salvation is not, because this is also important to know. And just a few things real quick. What salvation is not is, number one, salvation is not works of the law. You cannot get salvation by doing works of the law. Now, we'll go over more about that in just a moment, but that's not how you get salvation. We've already went over how you get salvation. Salvation is also not just being a good person. No, you have to come to Yeshua. You have to have a heart for Yahweh. It's not just being a good person. You can be the best person in the world, but without Yeshua, you don't have salvation. Now, in works of the law, it says this in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by favor you have been saved through belief, and not, I'm sorry, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of Elohim. It is not by works, so that no one should boast. And also in 2 Timothy 1, 9. Who has saved us and called us with a set-apart calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and favor, which was given to us in Messiah Yeshua before times of old. So it's not about us. It's not about what we do. It's by the grace of Yahweh. Through faith alone, by grace alone. Not by what we do. And like we said, salvation doesn't come to us by just being a good person. Okay? We see in Titus 3, 5 through 7, he saved us not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his compassion, through the washing of rebirth 
and renewal by the set-apart Spirit, which He poured out on us richly through Yeshua Messiah, our Savior, that having been declared right by His favor, we should become heirs according to the expectation of everlasting life. Also, Matthew 7, 22 and 23. Many shall say to me in that day, Master, Master, we have not prophesied in your name. I'm sorry, have we not prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and done many mighty works in your name? And then I shall declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who work lawlessness. And for a third time, as it has been written, I'm sorry, in Romans 3.10, as it has been written, there is none righteous, no, not one. We will all die because of our sins. Even someone who is good has sinned. And that's why we're going to die. And if we die without salvation, true salvation, Messiah Yeshua, then we, we're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. No matter how good we are, no matter how many works we do, even good works, Without salvation, it's all pointless in the end. Now, along the same line of what salvation is, there's also some misconceptions about salvation as well. Here's a pretty extensive list, and we're also going to go over some scriptures to go along with it as well. Number one, you have salvation through your heritage because who your family is or where you live, stuff like that. Again, We saw from Scripture what salvation is, and it's not because of who your family is, where you're from, anything like that. Salvation by church affiliation. This is something that I've seen a lot happen, mostly implicitly, that certain people think that because they belong to a certain church denomination or a certain religion, that they'll have salvation, that they're doing things right, and they are going to be saved because they're with that church or they're with that denomination. But again, we go back to the foundation, we go back to the source, the Bible. It tells us that the only way is through Yeshua, our Messiah, not by church affiliation. Some people believe that we are predestined to be saved. We're already saved. This is not true either. It's a misconception. Because if we were predestined from the beginning of time to be saved, then there is no reason for Messiah to have come and died for our sins. This whole predestination or predestined and already saved from the beginning of time thing, it's a misconception and it's an error. Universalism. This is something that states that Everyone's going to live forever. Everyone's going to have salvation because, well, the general concept is because God is so good. God is so loving. God is all loving. So no one's getting punished. Everyone wins. Everyone gets a participation trophy. This is, this is no hogwash because we read the scriptures. We see that there's going to be a second death. Those who are not saved, those who do not have salvation will be thrown into the lake of fire They will experience the second death. All of us will experience our first death when our bodies die. 
But those who are not saved will not have eternal life. They will be cast in the lake of fire and experience the second death. So no, not everyone's saved. And the uncomfortable truth is not everyone is going to be going into the kingdom of heaven. Only those who have salvation according to scripture. You have to be perfect to be saved. Well, this is false too, because if you were perfect and sinless, you wouldn't need salvation. And there's only one man, one person that's ever been perfect and sinless, and that was Yeshua, our Messiah. And he died for those of us who are not perfect. Reincarnation, this is something Scripture just absolutely does not teach. It is appointed unto man once to die, and then the end. You don't come back. You live this life. You die the first time. And then at Judgment Day, you're either thrown into the lake of fire, or you enter into the kingdom of heaven. There's no going back. Salvation by race. Now, this is something that comes up sometimes here and there, but definitely thought it was something to bring up. There are certain races and ethnicities that think that they don't need Yeshua because of their lineage, because of their ethnicity, because of their race, that they're good to go no matter what they do or if they have Yeshua or not. This is false as well. Anyone of any race, any ethnicity can have salvation. It's not restricted to just one or a handful of races and ethnicities. It's open to everyone. And just because you are a part of a specific ethnicity or race does not guarantee you automatic salvation. You still have to come to Yeshua. You still have to confess with your mouth the Master Yeshua, and you still have to believe in your heart that Yahweh raised him from the dead on the third day in order to have salvation. Nothing in Scripture says that you're good to go just because you're a certain ethnicity or race. Others believe that all you need is grace for salvation, and then, hey, it's fair game. You can do whatever you want. This is not true either. And you see this a lot, especially in modern times. They think, oh, we've got salvation by Jesus. We can go out. We can be drunkards. We can be... You know, whatever it is, homosexuals or any kind of abominable, disgusting, sinful thing. No. That's not how it works. He did not come to save us from our sins so that we can go out and sin some more. No, he saved us from our sins so we can turn our lives around, get our hearts right, get our minds right, and start loving and working towards our Father and our Messiah, doing what He wants us to do. So yeah, there is grace that has brought us salvation, and we have salvation by grace. But we can't, we don't have an open card just to do whatever we want after we come to salvation. 
Yeshua is just one way to get to heaven. You hear that sometimes. Oh, it's just one way. There's multiple ways. There's no. We'll examine that scripture in just a moment. Instead of getting into a diatribe on that, you'll see for yourself straight from the scriptures. Other people think that only bad people go to hell. Okay, we're going to some scriptures on that as well, but it doesn't matter how good you are. You still sin at some point in your life. And if you have not got salvation, you're going to be cast into the lake of fire and you're going to experience that second death. That's what scripture says. Getting a little bit more specific, we'll go through salvation <clears throat> through heritage first. Scripture, talking about salvation through heritage, <clears throat> on the subject of salvation through heritage, says this in Romans 9, 30-32. What shall we say then, that nations not following after righteousness... <clears throat> I'm sorry, what shall we say then, that nations not following after righteousness have obtained righteousness, even the righteousness of belief? But Israel, following after the Torah of righteousness, has not arrived at the Torah of righteousness. Why? Because it was not of belief, but as by works of Torah. For they stumbled at the stone of stumbling. So again, this is going back to salvation being open to everyone. Not based on your heritage, not based on your race or ethnicity. It says here that the nations, not talking about, this is talking about peoples and nations other than Israel. Other than the Jews at that time. We're not falling after righteousness, but they found and obtained righteousness. They have found and obtained salvation. Then it goes on to say that Israel, or at that time, again, Jews, <clears throat> were following after the Torah of righteousness, but they had not gotten to salvation because they thought it was about works. And they missed the point. Again, it says in Romans 10, 12-13, because there is no distinction between Yehudi, Jew, and Greek. For the same master of all is rich to all those calling upon him. For everyone, everyone who calls on the name of Yahweh shall be saved. So again, it's not restricted to just one race or ethnicity one family, one area, one country. It's open to everyone. So it's not about heritage. Universalism, not everyone is saved. John 14, 6. Yeshua said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So without Yeshua, without coming to the Father through Yeshua, without salvation... You do not have salvation. I'm sorry. Tongue-tied there. Yeah. <clears throat> not everyone saved. Only those who come to Yeshua and obtain salvation that way, the way Scripture tells us, only those are going to be saved and enter the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone. Reincarnation says this in Hebrews 9.27, And as it awaits men to die once, and after this, the judgment. There's no dying and coming back as a cat or flying around as a butterfly. 
No. It's appointed unto man to die once, and then the judgment, whether to everlasting life and enter the kingdom of heaven, or experience the second death by being cast into the lake of fire. Salvation by race. We've already hit on this about the heritage saying, but we'll go over it again. <clears throat> again, Romans 9, 30-32. What shall we say then? That nations not following after righteousness have obtained righteousness, even the righteousness of belief, but Israel following after the Torah of righteousness has not arrived at the Torah of righteousness. Why? Because it was not of belief, but as by works of Torah. For they stumbled at the stone of stumbling. Again, it's not about race or ethnicity. In fact, there are some Jews out there who think that just because they are Jews, that they're going to be good to go. They don't need Yeshua. They don't need salvation. But that's not true. That's not what Scripture tells us. Luke 3, 8. Therefore, bear fruit worthy of repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that Elohim is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. So again, it's not about your ethnicity. It's not about your race. It's about salvation in Yeshua, and that is open to everyone. And regardless of your ethnicity or race, you do not have salvation unless you come to Yeshua. <clears throat> Speaking of the people who think that all you need is grace and then you can do whatever it is you want, read this in James 2.14 and 17-18. My brothers, what use is it for anyone to say he has belief but does not have works? This belief is unable to save him. So also belief, if it does not have works, is in itself dead. But someone might say, you have belief and I have works. Show me your belief without your works and I shall show you my belief by my works. And it says right here, belief, if it does not have works, is dead. Do you really have belief? Do you really have salvation? Show us the fruit that you're producing. Show us the works. And we'll be able to see for ourselves whether that be true or not. Some say that Yeshua is just one way to get to heaven and that there's many avenues. John 14, 6 states this. Yeshua said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So again, there's only one way to enter the kingdom of heaven. There's only one way to the Father, and that's Yeshua. Salvation through Yeshua, and if you confess with your mouth that Yeshua is master and believe in your heart that Yahweh raised him on the third day, then you shall be saved. Then you shall have salvation. That's the only way. There's not multiple ways, just one. And here's an example 
about church affiliation. Catholic Church, and this is not to pick just on the Catholic Church, but there's other denominations as well. But the Catholic Church states this in their Athanasian Creed. Whoever desires to be saved should, above all, hold to the Catholic faith. Anyone, then, who desires to be saved should think thus. This is the Catholic faith. One cannot be saved without believing it firmly and faithfully. So certain churches and denominations try to define salvation by themselves, apart from and outside of Scripture. And that's not true salvation. You don't get salvation by being a member of a certain denomination or a certain religion. You don't get salvation through a church creed. Scripture tells us specifically and in no uncertain terms what salvation is and how to obtain salvation. And it's not by church creed. It's by Yeshua, our Messiah. So, in summary, let's wrap this up real quick. Number one, salvation is confessing Messiah Yeshua and believing that Yahweh raised him on the third day. Amen? Salvation is both present and future. It's got both a present sense and a future sense. We are saved and we will be saved. Salvation is not by heritage, race, church affiliation. Salvation is not by being a good person, any particular church creed, etc., etc. Salvation is what Scripture says it is. Salvation is also not by works. However, works illustrate what faith we have. If we have faith... If we have salvation, our works will show that. And Yeshua is the only way to the Father, the kingdom of heaven, and salvation. And that's just the God honest truth. I would like to thank you for joining us tonight. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, as always, be sure to send us an email to team at godhonesttruth.com or through any of our many social media profiles, which you can find from our website, www.godhonesttruth.com. We'll be doing our Aaronic benediction in just a moment. So if you have anyone there with you that you would like to have gathered next to you, go ahead and start gathering them together. And while you're doing that, make sure to go down below let us know what you thought about tonight's service, about tonight's video, or just say hi, shalom, or what have you. We always love hearing from you guys. And while you're down there, be sure to hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and ring the bell, and also hit that share button. Let other people know about God Honest Truth Ministries. So, hopefully you've got everyone that you want gathered around you, and we'll go ahead and get to our Aaronic Benediction.
Yivarika Yahweh, Yair Yahweh Panavilecha, Vihunecha, Yisah Yahweh Panavilecha, Veyasim Lecha, Shalom. May Yahweh bless you and guard you. May Yahweh make his face shed light upon you and be gracious unto you. May Yahweh lift up his face unto you and give you peace. Thank you once again for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. We hope you have a great and wonderful and restful Shabbat. And until we meet again next week, we hope your week is filled with good food, good fortune, good friends, good family, good fun, good health, and good spirits. And until we meet again next week, Shabbat Shalom and Shavua Tov. Hallelujah, 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 H